Let me ask you a question before I even get started. Have you ever run across your bully from school as an adult? I did. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is episode number 161 of the S. Anthony Thomas Show. And uh, let's just get right to it. Now, I don't know if you've ever run across, if you've ever been bullied in school. And a lot of times you get bullied in school. Sometimes it's just kind of a social, social type bullying where, you know, people exclude you or people say nasty things. But sometimes the bullying goes to the extreme where basically you're getting your behind whipped by people. You're getting beat up. You're getting ganged up on. You're getting your lunch money stolen, right? Or they try to do many, many other things to try to humiliate you because they are young uh, pieces of crap. You know what I'm talking about, right? But a lot of times, if it's if when you think about it in TV, now I'm 54 years old, so a lot of the TV people they did as a child was in the 70s when I was in single digits in the 80s when I was becoming a teenager, right? So with those to- those TV programs a little bit old fashioned by today's standards. So when you'd watch those shows, a lot of times the story would start with a person who realized that they're going to the high school reunion. Oh, yeah. Or the college reunion. Oh, yeah. And they remember how they were tortured in school by Frank Johnson, a bully. Maybe he beat them up. Maybe he stole their girlfriend. Maybe he humiliated them. Maybe he treated you like crap in, on the team. Maybe he did a lot of bunch of the whole thing. And the whole episode of the show or the whole movies was about the person who was the star in the movie trying to figure out ways to get some revenge trying to figure out ways to get back at this person and there'd always be a bunch of flashbacks of the horrible things that the person did flushing his head in the toilet right putting bugs in his food right making him look like a dope in front of the girl that he liked anything to torture this guy right and a lot of people have been bullied at school i was bullied at school and i talked about many of the bullying sessions that i had to deal with when i was in school and i'll continue to talk about them because i only scratched the surface of the bullying i had to deal with back in the day right but like I said, in the movie or the TV program, the person sees the bully and they got this whole speech worked out. They're going to teach this person a lesson. They're at the supermarket. They see the bully. They're on the other side of the supermarket and they're thinking, I'm going to go over there and give that sucker a piece of my mind and let him know that I suffer to this day from the trauma of him doing all the bullying crap he did. I'm going to run over there and give him a piece of my mind. And in those shows, old fashioned type shows, it always turns out the same way. The bully's looking at the meat counter. You walk up behind the bully. You tap him on the shoulder. You have a look on your face in the movie as if you're really going to tell this guy. If you're going to tell him he's a sass of fashion to hold of fat. You may even try to initiate a fight so you can crack him in the face. You want to teach this punk a lesson. He turns around and he's got a priest collar on. Ooh. He turns around, you're about to give him a piece of your of your mind, and his kid runs up, Dad, Dad, and you say, okay, I can't smack him in front of his kids, right? And he goes, hey, I remember you, oh, man, we were friends back in high school, right? He doesn't remember what he did to you. He doesn't remember flushing the toilet with your face in it. He doesn't remember putting bugs in your food. He doesn't remember kicking you in the behind when you were on the sports team when you didn't have any clothes on he didn't remember snapping the towel on you he don't remember none of that crap that he did he doesn't remember that crap but you remember that crap and you want to give him some crap but you can't give him crap because his kid's right there and you don't want his kid to realize he was a piece of crap and he says hey this is my son billy yeah your son billy huh so you had a kid huh that's that's great 
yeah, you know, I had I realized I had to be more responsible when he came along, and that's why I decided to did it. And he talks about some noble crap he's doing. You know, when I was a younger guy, I was really a bad guy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I decided I don't even remember the people I bullied, but I realized that I can't live my life like that anymore. So I decided to devote my life to the church. Oh, or I decided that I'm a brain surgeon right now, and I do a lot of my surgery uh, for free for people of low income. Oh, so you do brain surgery for low income people? Oh. So you're basically saving lives now, huh? Oh. I, I work with the church. Oh, see, so oh, so you're a priest now. Oh, okay, so I guess that you're doing work for God now. I guess, uh, guess you're not not the same guy that you were a long time ago. Uh, uh, and you're starting to feel guilty for wanting to pimp slap this sucker, right? And that's what it's like in TV. TV, but TV isn't the real world. Is it? No. Have you ever run across the bully? Hmm? Have you? I've run across a couple of bullies because in my school, there wasn't just one bully. Oh, no. That would be easy. When you have one bully, you can avoid the one bully, right? Maybe you don't have all of your classes with the bully. Maybe you know the school's uh, uh, you know, the doors and the stairways of the school. So maybe you can avoid the bully so much that the bully goes, I can't find him. So I'll go bully another person. And maybe the other person isn't as good at avoiding the bully as you are. And now the bully takes all of his bulliness to that other person's buttocks. But no. No. In my school, there wasn't just one bully. Oh, no, that would be too easy. There weren't two bullies. Oh, no, that wouldn't be too easy. It was almost like the school was a school for bullying. It was so many bullies, there was some bully overlap. Reminds me of back in the day when I would watch these TV programs and you'd have animals on the Serengeti. You'd be watching The Wild Kingdom or some kind of show like that about animals in the wild or nature or whatever those shows are, right? And you'd see the animals who basically... They just ate grass, man. Gazelles. Do gazelles really do anything to anybody? Ever heard about any gazelle attacks? Hmm? Any sheep attacks? Hmm? There's a whole bunch of animals that don't do anything but eat grass and mind their own business. Right? And if they were left alone, they have a pretty good life. They eat grass. They walk around in the sunshine. They procreate. What human being in their right mind, if someone said, listen, I'm going to give you unlimited food. You're going to be in the best shape of your life. And your whole job is... Eat food, enjoy the sunshine, and get it on with hot women, or get it on with hot men, or get it on with whoever you want to get it on with. Whatever. That's what those animals would do if there weren't predators there. Predators, lions, bears, tigers, leopards, hyenas, African wild dogs, snakes, all of that crap that eats them. These gazelles can't do crap against the lion or the cheetahs. The only thing they can do is run and not be eaten or not run fast enough and get eaten. That's all they do. What kind of crap is that? I bet if they could talk to God, they would go, hey, 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 wait a second. All I got to do is graze on this grass, run around, look cute and procreate. Hold on for a second. I want to see the fine print of this. Let me look at his contract, God, and see here. Run around. I'm in the best shape of my life because I'm always running around eating health food, basically grass. I get to procreate with hot, uh, hot gazellettes. That's fantastic. I like that. Okay. Uh, but if I don't run fast enough, I'm going to have my throat ripped out and then I'm going to be eaten alive through the buttocks. 
Ah, and I already signed this. Yow, this is not good. <laughs> because, <laughs> because if you really think about it, that's what some of these animals do. What do zebras do? Eat grass, run, and get killed. That's all they do. And that's what it felt like in the school. If you were, I was a smart kid in school, right? The schoolwork was easy. No matter how hard the schoolwork was, I was able to quickly adapt to it. It was not a problem. The brain power was there. You know, I'm cute now. I was cute then. Yeah, that's right. That's what the lady said, right? I was cute and smart. I was a lot shorter than I am now. I'm like average height now, but I was so. So I was. I had a late growth spurt. To, I'm actually slightly below average height, but I mean, you know, five eight, right? So. I wasn't exactly Captain Tall back then. I was actually small then, and I became slightly below average height as an adult. So I was a small, cute, smart guy. How do you think that went over? Especially when girls were like, hey, you're cute. He's going to kiss you on the forehead, hand you a phone number. Oh, so he's cute, smart, small, and girls like him. <laughs> we have to destroy him. And that's what it was like. It was like being that gazelle out on the Serengeti eating the grass and procreating while I was wasn't procreating back then. Well, a little later, I started, quote, well, not procreating. I mean, getting it on. I started getting it on as a teenager. But you get the point. You know what I'm saying? Shut up, punks. Back to the story. Right. And that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to study my crap, kiss the girls and then hang up with my friends and go home. But no, the big dumb people had to try to get it. Uh, you think you're so smart. And in my mind, I'm going, yeah, I kind of am. Well, yeah, you think you're so cute. Well, that's what the girls say. I didn't say that out loud because I'd get punched in the mouth. Well, okay, I got punched in the mouth anyway, but it would have been a little sooner. <laughs> right? So you're trying to go around the school, and like I said, it's like being on the Serengeti, like being on the plains. It's like being in the outback in Australia, right? You're jumping around, you're a kangaroo, and all of a sudden there's a big animal that goes, hey, kangaroo meat, think I'll have some of that, and it chases you down, right? Gazelle, how does a gazelle get killed by a, a guy, by a, a by the, by the predators. What do they do? What do they do? They knock it down. They sink their teeth until its neck and squeeze and suffocate it to death. Right? And if it doesn't die from that, at least it's incapacitated. And what happens next? A lion try, a lion begins biting you in the genital and ass area. Oh, that's a great existence. All you gotta do is not run fast enough and then that's what you got to, that's what's the downside of it. Now, granted, these bullies didn't bite me on the neck and then try to eat me. For, 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 okay, you, you you heard what I just said. That's okay. That's gross. You get what I'm saying. But they did beat you up, right? They did kick you. I didn't have my head flushed in the toilet. I mean, I was. I mean, I'd rather they were gonna have to kill me before that happened. But you understand what I'm saying. But I did get to get the knuckle sandwiches and the knee sandwiches and the foot sandwiches all the time, right? And that's what it was like when you got to deal with the bullies. Of course, as I got a little older, I got angry and I caught these bullies individually and whipped their behinds. But that was not exactly the best idea because now they're like, oh, so you can fight a little bit, but you can't beat all four of us. <laughs> that was a fun time at school. When I say all of this to let you know that I ran into a bully recently, a bully from school from a long time ago. And you see, I'm adult size now. And when I thought about it, when I ran into the guy, when I saw the guy, when I saw the guy, I recognized the guy. He looks the same. He's just the same dude, but with slightly gray hair, which is annoying because my hair is gray as hell. <laughs> 
right? But now I don't come up to his chest. I'm only like a half inch, maybe an inch shorter than him. Oh, yeah. And I saw him. And just like I said at the beginning of this podcast, there was a part of me that wanted to just walk up there and drop kick him down the street, pimp slap him, beat him down, give him a couple of knuckle sandwiches, give him a couple of knee sandwiches, give him a couple of foot sandwiches. I wanted to whoop his behind. There was a part of me that wanted to kick his behind. There was a part of me that looked at him. Let me look at his neck, see if he's wearing a priest collar first. Okay, he's not wearing a priest collar and he wasn't smart enough to be a brain surgeon. Trust me. So I'm pretty sure that's not it. No, 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 no. So I walk up to him, right? I just want to see what he's like, right? Did he recognize me? Yes, he did. Didn't remember. Okay, he did. Well, oh, sorry, I, keep saying, I was going to say he didn't remember my name. He did remember my name. He remembered my name before I use the name that I use now. But he remembered, hey, hey, buddy, right? And I'm thinking, you know what? What am I doing? I just came. This is, this is a good way for some closure. I'm just going to say hello to this dude. I'm not going to bring up anything that happened back in the day. I'm pretty sure he's a different type person now. I'm pretty sure he's a different type person now. This, I mean, I've seen those old TV programs when I was a kid, you know. And, of course, like I said, a lot of time the guy's wearing the priest collar. He's, well, like I said, he's too dumb to have been a brain surgeon. But you know what I'm saying. He's, he's probably just living a regular good person's life. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't say he was dumb. I'm, that's just some residual hostility from back in the day, right? So I, I walk up to the guy, I say, hey, I say his name, he says my name, he looks at me, there's a little bit of a freeze, probably because I'm basically the same size as him now, right? I stick my hand out to shake his hand. Now, if he gives me a regular person handshake, I'm going to know everything's cool, I'm going to talk to him, have a regular conversation, I'm going to see whether or not he either overtly apologizes for being a piece of crap back then, or if he's going to give me the, you know, you know, sometimes when the person tailgates you and you slow your car down and they start honking a horn and cursing at you. And then they realize that the reason you stopped your car was because there was a gigantic pothole that you wanted to maneuver around. Or there's an old lady in the street or there's a dog in the street. There's some reason that's le that's legitimate. The reason that you stopped and then they see that legitimate reason and you see the shame on their face because they were yelling for no reason. And then they do what I like to call drive that guilt distance you ever seen that somebody's tailgating you stop because there's a hindrance in the road they see it and they go oh you see that look on their face you drive around the massive pothole or you maneuver yourself around the old lady crossing the street and they see it and they're like oh and then you still have to drive like another mile down this one-way street and they're behind you but instead of driving up on you like they were before they're like maybe a quarter block behind you i call that guilt distance so I was wondering if talking to this cat, when I shook his hand, he would do the conversation version of guilt distance. And the conversation version of guilt distance is being very, very overtly nice, you know, maybe kind of breaking eye contact more than normal, shaking your hand. And you would know that this person felt guilty for the way they treated you. And you don't actually get the verbal apology, but you get the body language apology. You get the body language version of guilt distance. And I was hoping I'd get that for closure. No. <laughs> I come to find out that as a middle-aged man, he's as big a piece of crap as he was back then, right? He's talking about his job. He's bragging about how he pushes everybody around. He's talking about the three women that left him for being a piece of crap. He's talking about the kids that barely tolerate, tolerate him. Why? I think you've already know why he's a piece of crap, right? 
And then he looks at me and he kind of, and I remember the look on his face, the look on his face, the look on his face when he thought he was going to try to intimidate or bully someone. But, you know, I'm kind of unbullyable at this point. Right. So he shakes my hand and he's, tra- you know, people try to do that squeeze the hand thing. I got news for you. I'm a pretty strong guy. <laughs> okay. So he's trying to squeeze my hand and I'm, I'm trying to suppress a laugh because I'm going, I'm, I'm feeling that this is the best he can do. And I'm going, yeah, that's not the best I can do. So I kind of match the level that he's squeezing and he's looking at me and his eyes start to squint. And then I add about 10% to it and he tries to match me, but he can't. And I add another 10% and I see the discomfort on his face. And then I begin shaking his hand and I said, it's nice to see you again, man. And then I do that thing, you know, when you pull a person into you a little bit, you know, I've read all the books on how to intimidate people and body language and all that kind of crap. And I decided to use some of that knowledge on this chump. Right. And then I let he, he lets go before I do. He let he releases his hand. Then I add another five percent. So, yeah, man, things are things are a little different now, man. It's like a, it's a new day, man. Things are looking pretty good. I'm glad to see you're doing well. And I squeeze his hand another five percent and his eyes open up a little bit. And he's looking at me and I go and then I very slowly let his hand go. That's what he's doing. And he's trying to do the Hulk, Hulk up body language to try to prove something. And I'm looking at him and I'm kind of smiling. And then he's, you know, he tries to do some kind of intimidating things. I'm not going to say what they were, but it was kind of funny to me. And I, you know, and then I started, he starts telling me about his life, as I said, and I started telling him about mine. I don't tell him about the podcast, mainly because I knew I was going to be talking about him. <laughs> Right. And uh, he's seen me on TV, so he knows what I do. Right. So I'm like, OK. I mean, that was a long time ago because I haven't done TV in a million and a half years. But you get the point. He saw it back then, you know, on cable. So he knew, you know, like I'm not famous or anything like that. I'm just a regular guy like everybody else. But I have you know, done a couple of things. And he sticks his hand back out to shake it. And he remembers what just happened. And he goes, anyway, uh, um, um, it was nice seeing you again. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice seeing you too, bro. Yeah. He starts to turn away. And I'm smiling at him. Then he turns around and walks back up to me. And he goes, I was pretty mean to you back in school, wasn't I? And I said, yeah. He goes, yeah. That was kind of bleeped up, wasn't it? And I was like, man, it was a little bleeped up. He goes, uh... You know, I, I, you know, that wasn't cool. Um, what I did wasn't cool, man. Uh, I said, nope, it wasn't. He goes, uh, you're not still mad about that, are you? And I go, no, nah, not really. I said, especially since you're about to apologize. And he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. And I go, we good, man. He goes, be good. And I said, be good. And I put my hand out to shake his hand and he, he's about to shake my hand. And I went, it's okay. <laughs> And then we had a regular handshake. Then I'd be bro hugged. Say, man, take care of yourself, brother. He goes, you too, man. You too. You do your thing. I said, okay, you do your thing too, bro. <laughs> and then he walked off. And isn't it weird when you run across people from your past? Maybe it's a bully, like I like in this particular occasion, one of many that I had. Maybe it's an old girlfriend, a boyfriend, an old significant other, right? And you're both doing pretty good. And maybe. Maybe you're both doing very, very good. Or maybe you're just both doing okay. And seeing them 
kind of basically puts to give the old coup de gras to any bad feelings you had about them. You know, maybe somebody cheated on you. Right. But then you went on and found somebody that's just great with you, that you're happy with. Right. Or maybe you didn't find a special person, but you grew as a human being and you're just happy just in general. Right. And it doesn't really matter what they're doing. Right. Maybe, like I said, you run across the bully. Your life's going pretty good. Their life's going okay. And, you know, it was just nice to shake that person's hand and let them know what you did back then didn't affect me in the way you thought it did. I'm okay. And you just ran into me. And the power that you had back then doesn't exist anymore. I'm not the same human being I was back then, which is what happened for me. All I would say is it doesn't have to be a human being that bullies you, my friend. It could actually be you bullying you. It could be your self-doubt bullying you. I remember there was a time there was a girl I thought she was just the most delicious human being ever. And I was, this is a million years ago. I don't feel this way now, obviously. But I was very young and I was afraid to date her because I was afraid because she was so shockingly beautiful. I'm talking about Halle Berry at 28 beautiful. I was afraid that somebody would take her away from me because she was so gorgeous. I thought, oh, my God, every time she walks out the house, everybody hits on her. Now, think about this from a logical standpoint. Of course, you think they just started. They would have just started hitting on her after she started dating you or thinking about it logically. The fact that she's Halle Berry beautiful means she gets hit on all the time and she still chose you. Imagine not buying an expensive car because you think you're going to get carjacked or not buying a great house because you're afraid somebody is going to come in with a home invasion. Imagine not getting a great job and making a lot of money because you're going to think you think somebody's going to think you're a piece of crap because you're rich or whatever. Imagine those feelings. If you think about it, if you're bullied out of those things by your own thoughts, what's the difference between the bully in your head? And the one in high school or college or the one at the job, at least you can go home and get away from that bully. But if the bully's in your head, how do you hide from it? You can't. You know, with some of the bullies in my school when I was younger, I was able to avoid them or they moved on to someone else. And the violent ones, some of them, I actually had an opportunity to catch them alone and whip their behinds, which... Felt good at the time, but as it turns out, it made things worse and they had to do some other things to solve those problems. But how do you whoop the bullies behind it's in your head? There's only one way to do that. It's by finding that thing that, that the bully in your head is trying to stop you from doing and doing that thing anyway. The best way to whoop the, the behind of the bully in your head is by succeeding at the thing that the bully in your head is trying to stop you from doing. You'll never be able to do that. And then you go do that. And guess what happens? That bully did goes away. You'll never be able to accomplish that. You go accomplish that thing. And what happens to that bully? The accomplishments whoops that bully's behind. So that's my message to you, my friends. Every bully's behind is whippable. So if you got a bully, whether it's outside your head or inside your head, metaphorically, whoop that bully's butt. You dig? Because that's what I did. Know what else I just did? Conclude this episode.
<laughs> episode number 161 of the S. Anthony Thomas show. Thank you very much, my friends. Thank you for listening. Do me a favor if you've gotten this far and if you love this podcast. And you do. Do me a favor, my friends. Rate and review this podcast. Do it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to it. Uh, do it on uh, Spotify, right? And if you're on Spotify, follow this podcast, man. You can follow this podcast on Spotify. If you're on social media, retweet, reblog, or re whatever links back to this podcast. A lot of times, I I will re, I will uh, post a link to this podcast. You know, on Twitter or Facebook, whatever. If you see it, do me a favor. Share it, man. Share it, man. It would help out a lot. If you're not subscribed, please do subscribe. Okay. And hit the notification bell. If there's a notification thing that lets you know when a new episode is out, hit that so you'll know when the new episodes come out. Okay. And if you know anybody that you think would love this podcast, and you do, do me a favor. Spread the word. Tell them about it. Okay. I would appreciate it. But what I appreciate more than anything else is the fact that you listen to this podcast on a regular basis and you have been for years. Much love to everybody all over the world. Whatever country you're listening to this in, just understand that me, S. Anthony Thomas, has a lot of love for you, the people that are listening. Okay? I will catch you next time, my friends. Much love to you. Take care.